1: Hey there Duke fans. Welcome to DBR Bites, episode number 20 I think 26 Donald, or 27, 26 27 Think it's 26. Episode number 30, 26. 30, yeah, something like four. that. Uh as you know, these are slightly shorter episodes, not quite as long as what we usually do. Um maybe at some point in here we'll sort of shoehorn a, a commercial break in somewhere, but this DBR Bites is going to be about the upcoming game that Duke has against Bucknell. Um we got, you know, Duke has sort of a a weird Holiday tournament thing that we're doing here—it's not really a tournament. It's just kind of three games that only count as one game on the NBA on the NCAA schedule, I should say. Where Duke is playing Bucknell and then La Salle and Southern Indiana. uh You know, I don't want to say it's totally non-competitive, but this should not this should not be a uh, a really difficult contest considering considering Duke played Arizona and Michigan State our past couple games. I can kind of understand why we are not, you know. Biting off a, a big opponent here in Bucknell. Um, anyway, Donald, just really quick, tell me what you got on. Buck- they're they're one in three on the season. Tell me what you got on Bucknell. Who've they played so far, and how have they done?
0: Yeah, so they're three hundred thirty fourth in Ken Palm. So we're talking about you know statistically one of the the you know worst teams in Division One. Yeah. But bottom having twi- said that, bottom,
1: bottom twenty, bottom thirty, bottom. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So but I'm having said that, that, as you mentioned, as you mentioned, they are one in three in the season. That one win. Uh, unfortunately, comes uh, at the expense of, of our friend Greg Paulus uh, in Niagara. They won at Niagara over the weekend. They have lost at Delaware at Penn, or I'm sorry, against Delaware at home at Penn and at LaSalle. So, again, they've played LaSalle uh, on the road. I think that was maybe the start of this little Blue Devil challenge that we've kind of put together. Uh, but at the same time, when you look at Bucknell, this is a team that is not very deep. Uh, they're not, you know, they have a little bit of experience. They're not as big as Duke. And when you, when you think about just the, the the metrics, and I know you get into a little bit of the advanced metrics, there's a team that it, offensively and defensively are not efficient. And I think that's the key here. This is a game that, you know, forget the fact that we should win this, in, you know, in hand, right. We should be very comfortable in winning this game, but to do that, we have to be efficient on the basketball while limiting the, the opportunities for them to be efficient on the basketball. Don't give them any chance to think that they can pull off the dream upset. In Cameron, we've seen that happen time and time again with teams that have gotten close, and and everyone remembers Stephen F. Austin. Don't give a team that confidence, and Bucknell is going to come in and try to shoot uh, their way into the game. We have to make sure that our perimeter defense, which was I thought was very good against Michigan State, we have to continue that over the next over the next you know week or so when we play all three of these teams, not just Bucknell.
1: Well, look, you you mentioned shooting. Unfortunately, they are a poor shooting team. They only hit about thirty percent of their threes. They hit less than half their two point shots. Frankly, most teams want to be, uh, you know, a little bit above fifty percent on two point. You shots. You want to be like close to sixty on two point shots. Like, I mean, if you really want to be elite.
0: That'd yeah. be great.
1: You know, if you're in the fifties, you're doing pretty well. But Bucknell is not there on either one of those. And if you really want to know how bad they are shooting the ball, their free throw percentage, Donald. Now, look, I know small sample size. We're only four games in the season for them. They're only hitting sixty three percent of their free throws so far. <laughs> that's, that's that's not, not good. good. Not good. This is a team that is equally bad on offense and defense. We mentioned they're one of the you know bottom 20, bottom 30 teams in the country. They are bottom 30, bottom 40 at both offense and defense on Ken Pomeroy. Uh, they commit a lot of turnovers. Uh, turnovers are more than 20% of their possessions. Um, there's nothing, not a single thing I could find that they do on offense. that's among the hundred best teams in college basketball. Think about that for a minute, that there's not a single thing. You know, there's nothing that they do particularly well. Uh, on offense, um, they play at a fairly slow pace. You know, this is one of those games that just from the sort of the the rankings of the teams, you would think, oh, maybe Duke has a shot to get to 100 points. I think Bucknell will probably try and slow this game down a little bit so that you know they may, yeah, you know, try, clearly trying to keep Duke under 80ish. Um, but I think that may be a real challenge for them. I also looked at their defense. There's only one thing they do well in defense. Don, are you ready for it? This is kind of amazing. They are. The, I know what it is. Go ahead. They're they're like top 30, top 35 in the country at this truly impressive on defense at free throw defense <laughs> their opponents only hit 59 percent of their free throws I got news for you folks that has nothing to do with Bucknell that is just random luck over the course of the season you know almost everybody basically you know your opponents are going to end up hitting right around 70 percent of their free throws that's what like the national average is and and that's what's probably going to happen for you anything else is luck either that or you have an incredible crowd that's able to uh Able to sometime uh, sometimes trick people into missing free throws. Duke sometimes does that, but but for for Bucknell, for the best thing Bucknell to do on defense is free throw defense. I'm just like, oh man, this is a team that is, this is really struggling. They're not a particularly good offensive or defensive rebounding team. Stop me if you heard this before. <laughs> and they they do a poor job of defending the three-point line. Um uh they give up about 35% to their opponents, and they haven't played a team, as you mentioned, Donald, that's anywhere as good as Duke.
0: You know, you mentioned that on offense, they're shooting very poorly from beyond the arc. I think you said 30%. They also shoot a lot of threes and they allow teams to shoot a lot of threes. So I think that's the key here. You know, Duke is one of those teams we, we've not necessarily been super great beyond the arc, but we've been decent, right? We've been at least a little bit better than we have been last year to this point. And they're going to give us opportunities to shoot threes. We're going to get a lot of open shots. We move the ball around. We're going to get a lot of open looks. This is, again, a game where maybe this is a chance for Jared McCain to, you know, get that confidence back, right? Like those type of guys to get off the bench. You know, Caleb Foster can continue to improve, you know, flip is going to get some opportunities to shoot threes. There's not a lot of guys that are that are his size. They have one guy who's seven foot that's in the main rotation uh, for Bucknell. So, of course, he's going to be putting Kyle Filipowski, but he's not Kyle Filipowski. Kyle Filipowski will hopefully be able to do what he wants. And even if we bring in a Ryan Young or a Sean Stewart, this is a game where they should be able to be active because both of those guys are bigger and stronger and jump higher than anybody on Bucknell's team. So I think the key here is Bucknell's going to try and force us to shoot because that's the one thing that they're allowing people to do. But if we move the ball around like we did in the, towards the end of the first half and into the second half of Michigan State, move the ball around with passes and not dribbles, we're going to get a lot of open looks. We make them. This is going to be a good game.
1: All right. So uh, uh, we're going to take a quick break just because I know that our sponsors want us to, when we come back from the break, I'm going to give you a couple few names to pay attention to on Bucknell. And, and we'll very briefly talk about sort of maybe what we want to see from Duke coming up in this, in this contest against frankly, an overmatched opponent. That's uh, coming up right after the break. Increasing with the improving weather and more daylight. There's more pressure to be on when you're interacting with family, friends, coworkers, even strangers, even when stress has you a little bit down. And for some, getting advice from a therapist can help you tackle some of that stress without affecting you or the people you care about. That's what BetterHelp is all about. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be therapy that's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a professional,
0: licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime you want. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and find your social sweet spot. Visit betterhelp.com slash Roundup today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash
1: All right, we're back from the break, and uh, we're going to be quick here, you know. Uh, but I did want to mention a couple of the players on Bucknell that folks should look out for. You you alluded to to these guys, I think a, a bit. Um, Jack Forrest, who's a six five wing for them, he's a senior. Um, he is clearly far and away the the guy that they count on for offense. He averages close to seventeen points per game. Really, really impressive player from three point range. This is a guy who can can pull up and and, and bury a shot in your face hitting better than 46% of his threes, which is, you know, that's, that's a big, big number. They've got a few guys in this team who can really, who can really bury three pointers who can hit it higher than 40% rate. And, you know, Jack Forrest is sort of the leader of their offense. Um, I, I, I don't know. You you may see Mark Mitchell taking him. I actually think you could see um, Tyrese Proctor probably matching up with him a lot. Proctor seems to be the, the, the guy in our guard rotation that that we put on there on the on the toughest offensive player so i think you could see that matchup and then donald you alluded to the seven foot man they have in the middle noah williamson is his name um it, it, williamson is you know he, he's he, he's the secondary offensive guy for them after jack forrest and uh he, he's a guy who you know he's usually playing smaller less athletic competition than duke but against that smaller less athletic competition. He He's a pretty good shot blocker. Um, they, they like to get him the ball in the post. And you know, he's not going to he's not going to, you know, go out there and, and, and take a ton of three pointers for you or anything like that. He'll occasionally step out and shoot it. But he's mostly operating um, in the post as a as, as a seven footer. He's 244 pounds. Uh, you know, the interesting thing for. For Bucknell is if if Duke is playing one of our other bigs, especially we're playing Ryan Young, then Williamson probably has to guard Ryan Young. I'm not sure who they have, who Bucknell has that can really match up with Kyle Filipowski as a result. Frankly, I'm not sure, even if they've got Williamson on him, I'm not sure they have anybody who can match up with Kyle Filipowski. He's, he's a matchup nightmare for a team like this. Um, and then, Don, do you have any other players you want to talk about? Or, or I was going to get to you know what we, what we want to see from Duke.
0: Yeah, I, I think the one thing, and this may be a good segue, is the fact that, especially their guards, they're a lot smaller than Duke right? Like Elvin Edmonds is their point guard. He's six two. Josh Basco is the guy that kind of comes off the bench. He's six foot Jack Forrest, as you mentioned, six, five, you know, he's and Jack Forrest is going to play the two and the three at various times. Quinn Berger is six, two. Sometimes with Jack and when when Jack Forrest moves up to the three, Quinn Berger will come in at the two. So they have a lot of guards that are very small. So what that means is, like you said, Jason, they're going to, some of these guys are really good from three. But they also are going to try and, you know, maneuver around and try and open up passing lanes and get the ball down to Noah Williamson, who who's the big seven footer. I think this may be an opportunity for Duke to go small in this with the lineup format or lineup rotations. But I also think this is a chance for some of our smaller bigs to really shine. Again, a Sean Stewart, like it, Christian Reeves may, may come in and, and see some time in this game for flip. But, you know, Sean Stewart, this could be a game that he can break out in because, again, he's very athletic he can guard guys that are smaller than him he can guard guys that are bigger than him and he's going to be one of the bigger guys on the floor when he steps into the game maybe just maybe is this a game that if we, if if we can you know play well can we see a tj power into the game again another guy who's 69 can you shoot the free that's that was Things the like thing that. i want to see in this
1: game i'm, yeah. I'm hoping to see tj power because yeah. i'm hoping you know what what you're talking about here in terms of getting these guys you know a few more minutes having them feel good about their play building some confidence is getting them to the point where they can become part of the regular rotation. You know, we, we we saw such limited minutes from both Christian Reeves and Sean Stewart against Arizona and Michigan State. You know, it's not, a, it's not about, oh, are they going to get, you know, seven to ten minutes against an overmatched opponent like Bucknell or, or the other games that we have coming up next week. It's about do those extra minutes that they get in these games allow them to become part of the rotation for when we're playing ACC opponents, when we're playing Baylor later on when we're playing Arkansas, you know, that that's to me, the big thing to look at here. It's not just, are these guys getting some time, but are they building some confidence and, and
0: is John Shire able to build confidence in them and learning to be efficient when they're in the game, you know, do something, you know, contribute in many ways for the minutes that you're in the game. It doesn't matter if you're in for two minutes or 20 minutes. You know, we've had guys that have been in the game for 19 minutes and done nothing. We've had guys that have been in the game for three minutes and done everything, right? It's about being efficient when you're in the game and contributing in ways that may appear in the stat sheet or, again, may move that plus minus one way or the other. But it's about making those contributions. And when these guys get in the game, the Christian Reeves, TJ Power, Jalen Blakes, I think we may see a lot of him in this game because, again, I think he matches up well with his defense. If we see these guys get into the game I think the coaching staff is waiting to see like, hey, you may not get a lot of minutes, but if you do make the most of them and let me, let's me let see when you're on the floor that you, you know, not necessarily earn the right to get more minutes, but we can depend on you to be efficient when you are in the game. And that means your number is going to get called a lot more. Yep. All right. That's going to do it. I, 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 there's frankly not a lot more need to be said about this.
1: Um, I, I'm trying to remember. Ken Pomeroy said. He was, yeah. Ken Palm's computer projects that Duke wins this game against Bucknell by 30 points, 86 to 56. Uh, he says is the final. And and like we said, you know, our main interest in this game is seeing if we get some enhanced play from some of these guys that we haven't seen as much from this season. So 6 p.m. Yeah, well, 6 PM
0: Friday, 6 p.m. Friday, ACC network. So again, as I like to say, check your local listings, but ACC network at this point uh, should be something that you already know the channel number for. So, Tune in 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Channel One Six One Two here in Atlanta for me. <laughs> I, I I have a various channel box that none of you guys have, so I'm not going to recite my channel because it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for here
1: on the uh, Dvr Bytes edition of the uh, Duke Basketball Roundup. I'm Jason. He's Donald. Here is the Duke Band to play us out and take us home.